What's up, everybody? It's Nick Sly. I'm coming back to y'all live with another episode of New Music with Nick, my column which takes a look at a bunch of the major releases that are coming out across hip-hop, R&B, and pop music. Without further ado, let's get into it. Today, we're going to be looking at Few Good Things by Saba. So Taj Malik Chandler, better known by his stage name as Saba, is a young rapper out of Chicago, Illinois. The 27-year-old, despite being so young, has already made a ton of major contributions to hip-hop, not only in Chicago area, but nationally, with all the contributions he's made with his art over the past decade or so. Despite being only 27, he's already got three studio albums under his belt, a couple of mixtapes, and a couple compilation albums with the collective Pivot Gang, which he helped found. Pivot Gang has put on a lot of hip-hop artists around Chicago, including his brother and his cousin, along with a lot of other people that he's been close with throughout the Chicago hip-hop scene. A ton of major contributions already, a lot of great work under his belt. I think coming into this album, genuinely Saba was already in my eyes one of the best hip-hop artists on the planet, point blank period, after his last release with Care For Me, which I think honestly is a classic. It's a modern classic album. I thought of it as the second best album of the entire 2010s decade. It's debatable. I could debate you on that, but it's definitely one of the best records that's come out over the past 10 or so years in the entire genre of hip-hop. Um, incredibly artful, incredibly thoughtful in everything it did. It was just intensely emotional, potent, incredibly well-written, well-thought-out. I'll dig into that a little bit later when making some comparisons between that record and his most recent one. But point blank, that was an absolutely phenomenal album and really set him up as one of the top artists in the world. Also, we can go back to his debut studio album with Bucket List Project. Really impressive work. Bunch of great songs on there. We even go back to his mixtape days, and I think Comfort Zone was probably his strongest project until Care For Me. Comfort Zone got songs like Burnout, For Y'all, a few incredible songs on there really highlight his potential and could really see it from a young age. So Saba's really set the foundation. Despite being so young, he set such a strong foundation in his artistry and what he's done in the Chicago hip-hop scene and the really beautiful world-class level art that he's provided in the hip-hop genre over the past few years and that he's been adding to now with the new release of Few Good Things. When you look at Saba, I just think that there are very few artists in the entire world that have his combination of abilities to write, rap, produce, and really curate the most thoughtful and incredible music holistically. Like I said earlier, he's one of the most talented hip-hop artists in the world right now. Care For Me cemented that by being a classic. And really, his potential has been evident all the way since back with Comfort Zone Mixtape, which I was talking about. It's been pretty obvious that he possessed kind of a rare and potentially generational level of talent, even going all the way back to his really underground days. His skill set has really only continued to grow since his mixtape era, since when he was really young, defining and refining his skill set. And I think that Few Good Things is a great culmination of the skills he's built and everything he's been working on for a long time. Saba's newest work comes almost four years, actually, after his last formal LP. Despite that, though, he's still been active over the last few years, with a handful of singles, really prominent features, and a lot of work put in helping the Pivot Gang Collective to develop and grow singles over the last few years he has some really incredible songs including stay right here with mick jenkins which was honestly one of my favorite songs that's come out over the past few years as a whole probably one of the more beautiful hip-hop songs i've heard in a while honestly like an incredible incredible single he also had black astronaut released a few months ago that was an apple music exclusive you go check that out incredible beautiful fantastic song top tier writing top tier thoughtfulness great production on both of those tracks also, you know, he has some contributions to the Revenge of the Dreamers project with a really iconic verse on Sacrifices, which also has Smino, J. Cole, and Earth Gang on it. 
So he's he's been doing a lot. Despite not releasing a formal LP in four years, he's done a lot and he's added a lot to his discography, to his name, to his artistry, and to his work with helping pivot game. I think just objectively, I think few good things comes in at a really pivotal point in Saba's legacy and his career as a whole. You know, following up an album that's as deep, beautiful, and well executed as Care For Me is a very tall task. You know, especially for an artist who's still in such a young phase of his development and of his career. I think fortunately Saba is just so well-rounded as a creative and he's so talented that it's basically impossible for him to make a bad compilation. I think it's been really clear that Saba's thoughtfulness and his work that he's put in has really led to a bunch of beautiful music coming to fruition. And I think that this allowed him to really succeed on all fronts with few good things. Saba's very proud of his independence as an artist. That's a huge thing to him. And I think that it's a huge help on albums like this, really giving him the full creative freedom to explore, to develop, to grow every part of his album, every part of his artistry. You know, he's got no label to answer to. You know, there's no group of producers or features that he's forced or encouraged to pull from. There's nothing limiting his vision at all, really. So these masterpieces are allowed to come out artistically, fully in line with exactly what he wants, with no limitations to them. And Saba's really somebody who's so well-rounded in his creativity that it's really easy to see him follow through and really execute, bring all these different creative aspects to fruition when you listen to the album front to back. The end result is really just a beautiful album that highlights one of the best creative minds in hip-hop and brings everything great about Saba to fruition. I think the production was incredibly fitting and appropriate from top to bottom. There were no beats that were really shocking, you know, as a listener. Nothing that really caught you off guard, nothing that really wowed you. But it's still a collection of beats that were so fitting and so complimentary to what Saba wanted to tell for his story all the way through. And honestly, the structure and thematics of the album were as intricate as I could have hoped for. There's so much going on here. I'll dive in a little bit more. and just a few of the examples of things I really love. But there's so much nuance and intricacy to it that I really thought was beautiful. And it's really hard to find in music to that level. You know, the four-year delay since his last studio album really makes sense when you see how intricate and how well thought out every single aspect of the album was. You know, there's so many stories that are cohesive throughout it. The entire album feels like it revolves around a bunch of central concepts, but tells them in unique, interesting ways. It really kind of gives an autobiography for Saba in a bunch of really interesting, thoughtful, personal, and emotional ways. You know, for example, you got on the, on the second track of the album, One Way or Everybody With A Budget, you know, Saba's happy, he's lighthearted, you know, looking at the increased wealth that he's gotten, all the benefits that come with having money, you know, how now that he's blown up, he's got a budget, he takes care of all these people from back home, leaves his door open in case somebody wants to come through, stay on his couch. He's got the money, he's got the ability to be able to take care of the people he loves. He can do all these great things with his wealth. He's going to go out, he's going to order expensive meals, he's going to drive around, you know, all these things, just enjoying life and all, enjoying all these things that come with wealth. But then over the next few tracks, he really dives in on, on, the, on the darker side of that. Everything negative that actually comes along and all the fears and worries that are also still present no matter how much wealth he acquires. The direct following track, Survivor's Guilt with G Herbo. Fantastic song. Both these songs are incredible. Really, the start of the album was a very, very, very strong start. Survivor's Guilt really dove into all the horrors that linger with Saba from his youth and the direct juxtaposition that was on the song present before. You know, looking at all the thematic links, you know, the things that are the same, but looking now at the negative, the horrific side of things, looking at how all these horrible terrors that he saw in his childhood, you know, all these bad things that he grew up with, they're still really traumatizing him and really having an impact on the way he perceives himself, the way he perceives his friends, the way he perceives home, and really the way that he still goes about his life on a daily basis. Just two tracks later, Sauber comes in with Fearmonger, 
which brings in a more feel-good and upbeat feel to it. But really, the lyrics are still addressing a lot of the same problems and a lot of the same issues and trying to give an objective and realistic look at all the fears that he lives with now, all the fears that were caused by the way he grew up, by who he grew up around, and kind of the lifestyle he lived in Chicago and how that affects everything on a daily basis. On the chorus, he's saying, everybody that he knows is scared of going broke. I know if I fall back down, ain't no one there to lend me rope. Okay, and everybody that I know takes care of so-and-so, so ain't no option, option, option. You best go make more. Really just getting at the idea of you get this wealth, but if you grew up in poverty, if you grew up impoverished, there's always that fear that you're going to go back to it. And really, especially, it's, it's even more horrifying once you've actually tasted, you know, what wealth is like. Felt what wealth is like in a life and how much comfort and security that can provide. And just knowing the direct juxtaposition of that insecurity of growing up impoverished and knowing that you could go back to that at any moment and knowing the, the, the most terrifying part, I think, to Saab and I think to a lot of the people that have been through the same scenario is that if you fail, there's nobody to lean on. You're the one that everybody is relying on. So if you fall off, if you don't make it, if you go back to being broke, everybody goes back to being broke. Everybody you're taking care of goes back to being broke. There's nobody there at the bottom to lend you rope. You're stuck. You're on your own. So that's a fear that lingers for Saba. You know, Fearmonger does a really great job of expressing that. Beautiful song. Also great musically. One of my favorite songs in the album really dives into this topic and really builds out that intro five song run to the album that's incredibly thoughtful and that really digs in on all these concepts in a really interesting and personal way. Saba does such a great job of holding a lot of these thematic links present. You know, this is just one example, but you know, throughout the entire track list, front to back, there's so many consistent and recurring themes that are told in unique, different ways. So many different areas of life, concepts, theories, ideas, beliefs that are touched on in so many different ways. It really makes it great. And really everything comes together in the end to form one big, cohesive autobiography of Saba and of Saba's life growing up in Chicago and really how that's made who he is today. Saba's intricacy and thoughtfulness, you know, just really came through again. And it's really what makes it special, you know. It's also really what made Care For Me, his last album, so special and so unique. You know, everything on Care For Me was incredibly, incredibly thoughtful. Even all the way down to the intonation. Like, he literally used his pitch and his intonation to fluctuate between different time periods in his life. Different characters, different attitudes, different mindsets when he was telling these deep stories. I think that everything on Care For Me really came together perfectly. It was perfectly cohesive. There were no misses on the track list. Everything was musically phenomenal, and everything was also just creatively phenomenal and lyrically phenomenal. The entire story came together, and a lot of the same aspects of the intricacy really came through on a few good things in different ways, with a lot of the thematic links, a lot of the concepts, a lot of the theories that are consistently presented beautifully. I think one of my only real complaints with this album was the stretch that came in the middle of the album. They kind of lulled it. There was a little bit of a lack in quality a little bit of a lack of originality. Um, it was a little bit too struck back with the sound, and it was probably the least engaging part of the album, not only sonically, but also emotionally, a little bit less captivating. And it really kept the album from being, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Still a very great album. But, you know, this part definitely brought it down a little bit. Um, from Come My Way to If I Had a Dollar, that little stretch right there, there's just a creative dip, and it just falls short of the rest of the album sonically and creatively. I think especially given the strength of some of the features on the tracks, like Smino and Mariba, you know, this short little section was a bit of a disappointment. I was hoping for a little bit more, especially when reading the track list. I thought I was going to get a little bit more out of those, but not a huge deal, but definitely, definitely a dip there in terms of quality. 
I mean, fortunately, the lead up to that section was incredible. And then the final four tracks of the album were also equally great. You know, the first five and the last four run so smoothly and beautifully together as their own sections and would have honestly probably made a perfect album on their own with just those nine songs total. And songs like 2012 and A Few Good Things with Black Thought show just the extent of Saba's prominence as an artist, telling some of the best and most heartfelt stories, some of the most well-constructed art that you can honestly find anywhere in modern hip-hop. Few Good Things is a painting of rags to riches that bluntly disregards any false illusions and any fairy tales of success. The album really touches on the wonderful aspects of life, the awful things that Saba's seen that still burden him, and everything that falls in between. All of his formative experiences growing up in the west side of Chicago have had all kinds of complicated effects on his development that he's still trying to come to terms with through these thoughtful reflections in his music. Everything that made Saba who he is today is present. The love, the relationships, the violence, the horror, the confusion, the exploration, and the beauty. Saba's newest album cements that there are very few artists in the genre across the entire world that have this level of talent and artistry. His greatness will last undeniably, and I'd be willing to bet anything on that. Because it's being built off of deep and foundational aspects that make music and art beautiful and fulfilling, which is really a vision that will always last and that will always stand the test of time. I think that we'll get to the point in the future where we look at Saba as a modern legend in hip-hop and music in general, and somebody that brought something truly special and truly wonderful to the world of music. Few Good Things is one of the most heartfelt and well-executed albums to come over the past year, not only in hip-hop, but across all genres. Special thanks to Nick for hosting this series. This has been New Music with Nick at The Daily Brew. I'm Chloe Mendoza, producer of this episode and managing editor for podcasts for Volume 261. For more podcasts by the Stanford Daily, visit stanforddaily.com slash category slash podcasts. Thank you.